It's time for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, a guy who once ate Fruit Loops for 24 consecutive meals in college, and America's college recruiting guru, Dan Tudor. Hey, hey, all right, all right. It's time for another edition of the podcast. And I think you're going to really like this one, Coach. One of the things that you've given me feedback on over the last couple of years that we have done the podcast is you like it when fellow coaches come aboard and ask questions and talk about what they're going through and the situations that they're dealing with. And so every once in a while, we'll get an email, we'll start talking to a coach, and it goes into a direction where we think, oh man, this would be a great podcast episode. And we kind of have one of those today. It's not that there is one spectacular problem that we solve, but there are several that this coach will bring up and address with us as you're about to listen to. And I think the reason that we wanted to feature this on the podcast is because it really hits home with so many of the situations that you as a coach and the coaches that we work with face on a very regular basis. And we get some of the the same questions revolving around the same topics of how to deal with, um, with, with certain hurdles that you will find as you recruit prospects. And these are a few of those main hurdles. So this coach is I'm very much the, the typical college coach, um, head coach in his sport at a Division three school in the East. And, um, and he, what he wants to find out is how to uh, address certain recruiting situations that he's facing. So we had him ask the questions. Uh, I am joined on this broadcast by the, uh, the one and the only Mandy Green, who has a great program called Busy Coach. You can find her online at www.busy.coach. Uh, she also serves as one of our national recruiting coordinators here at Tudor Collegiate Strategies. So she helps our team coordinate the needs of coaches that we work with and their recruiting strategies and situations uh, and, and works one-on-one with them. And uh, I've known Mandy for years, talented coach, great recruiter, and uh, so happy to have her on the team and and also having her join us on this call because you're, I want you to hear not only what I have to say and what the coach has to say, but also these other experts that work behind the scenes here uh, at Tudor Collegiate Strategies, uh, because I think it's part of this this great team that we're assembling to uh, to help coaches do better at their jobs and this most important function of recruiting. So as we get started with this episode, Coach, you're going to hear the, the coach, our guest, jump right into his first question. All of these are situations that coaches face at one time or another, so we hope that you like it and learn a lot on today's edition. So let's get started. So our first prospect is probably her her obstacle that we have to overcome is that she lives too close to campus. Her family is less than a minute away from where we're located. They're very connected to us. They're very connected to the school here. Her mom actually used to work on our campus. She has a lot of friends and family in this area, and they love her and would love to see her play here. But she's a little afraid of going to school too close to home and feeling like this is just going to be more of her high school experience. So those are some of the concerns for her. Okay. All right. So first of all, I'll say that they're on our on our blog. 
uh, at dantutor.com. There's a great article on what to do if they're too close to home, too far from home. So as we go into this, if if you, coach, want to do more exploration on that or anybody listening wants to, there's a, um, uh, there's a, there's a good resource there. Um, I will say that one of the things that is toughest to, to overcome when it comes to a prospect objection, well, there's two areas. Number one is you don't have my major. And number two is uh, you don't, you aren't where I want to go to school. In other words, you're too far away or you're too close to home. So even though we don't want to lose her, if you lose her at the end of the, at the end of this, just understand that that's probably a, um, you know, it's a very common reason that, that they would say no. And, and obviously for a, for a kid, we don't want to force them to go to a school campus that they don't want to. That being said, one of the things that has been important in terms of how kids go through this decision-making process when they're struggling with it being too close to home is for a coach to outline to them how they're almost going to get the best of both worlds, where they're going to have their separate college experience and college life and, and also get the, uh, the experience of when they want to go home or when they want to have family friends come and watch them play, they have the option of you know, of that happening too, whereas the kids that come from three states away don't, don't usually have that. So um, that would be, I think, the first thing to, uh, to try. Now, the other part of it is the parents. We, in this situation, this is why I always encourage coaches to recruit the parents and get to know the parents well uh, also, because we know that, at least what she's saying, uh, the, the mom is saying, that, that they want her at your campus. So that's a huge plus um, in, I think, in, in your favor. Um, as far as follow-up goes, and then Mandy, I'll ask you to maybe chime in and ask any questions that, uh, that, that, that you want. Uh, the things I would do next is ex have her, have the prospect explain to you what, what in your mind is it about going away to school, going out of the area that seems to be an attractive option. And obviously you can put that into your own words, but we're really trying to get that prospect to define what it is about going away to school that seems that seems smart, um, and that's that would be the first first thing. The second thing is she's really going to need you to explain to her, like I was just talking about, why it's smart to stay close to home and why it's rare in college athletics that you get to do that, and what the benefits are. Because right now she might be looking at it as negatives. I need you to, to accentuate the, um, the, the positives of that. Um, Mandy, would you have anything Mandy, else to add to that? Add to that? I, I know one strategy that we've used a lot for kids that have recruits that have been close to home is asking them how important is it for having your parents to be able to see you compete every day. The other thing that we tend to ask a lot is their friends is are they going to miss their friends uh you know why is it uh okay you know are you know are they okay going away from home and you know are they are they going to miss their friends a lot those uh ha have you approached those two questions with this recruit this recruit 
Yeah, we've talked a lot about she scored her a thousandth point last year um, in the gym that they play in isn't a gigantic gym. It probably seats 300 people, but they easily had 200 people in the gym. And we've talked to her about being able to play in front of her family and friends who just adore her and can't wait to watch her play. We'll be so excited to just partner with her in her in her college experience that they'll be in the gym watching every one of her games and that she'll just be she'll sort of be an all-star here, whether she's really good or not, she's going to be a really, she's just going to have a popularity because she's a local kid and people already love her. Yeah. No, and that's, and that's, you know, Mandy brings up a great point that what would you miss about being close to home? Um, in other words, sometimes these kids get the idea that there's this romanticized idea of going away to school and that's fine if that's what they end up wanting to do. Obviously, I've already mentioned that as one of the two areas where it's really hard to convince them. And even from an ethical professional standpoint, we don't want to prevent a recruit from going to the right place for them. But if it's just a matter of sort of an idealized view of what happens out there in the future about going away to college, we want to bring it home. And I think it's the responsibility of a coach to talk about um, what happened, you know, what if, when you go away, what would you miss most? of your friends, who would you miss the most? To get them to think about that, because that usually happens after they get to the other school and realize, oh wow, I miss home. <laughs> so um, that would be the, the, the go-to for, for prospect A as far as a, uh, a starting point. So go ahead and talk about prospect B. Okay. Another of our prospects uh, lives a long ways away. She's on the other side of the country um, where her family is. She has a number of siblings, but she does have a uh, another sibling that plays another sport that's close, probably maybe a couple hundred miles away. So he can get here to watch her play. There's precedent in her family that it's okay to go away from home. She's interested in visiting us, but they haven't found the right time to come out. Um, we've talked a lot about that, of, of engaging her. And so she's sort of waffling on the distance. She's waffling on being away from her family, even though she already has a sibling that's nearby. Got it. Okay, so it's the opposite problem. And again, I'll refer people if you go to the, the, the blog and you know just put too far from home or far away from home or leaving home for recruiting. This is the other thing is what do we find very common? It's when the, um, when the recruit has a romanticized view of going away to school and loves it and you know, going to a cool city or an area of the country that they think is going to be great, and they pursue that deep, deep, deep into the process, and then at the end, they realize, oh wow, would I really want to go to school there? Um, that's the that's you know that's when it um, when it sort of becomes real, and that's when you get the sense sometimes that they are um, that they are you know hesitating or starting to go back on what they um, on what they were thinking, you know, originally. So, you know, with the too far, you know, hey coach, you might be a little too far now as I'm thinking about it. Um, what we want to do is make sure you talk about the fact that, you know, the benefits of being far from home, going away to college. Um, what, how are you going to grow differently than a kid that stays closer to home? Now, you could make the ethical and you know, life choice case for, for either instance, like here's why you should stay close, here's why you should stay far. Your job is to provide the comfort for whatever their situation is and the reasoning. Because 
at the end of the day, have you had kids, coach, that have come to your program and been successful when they're far away from home? Yes, right? And the same thing, that, that when they're close to home, have you had kids be successful? Yeah, of course. So it's not something that, that is a, you know, it's not an either or. Both can work out and your job as the recruiter is to, out, to outline here's what's going to make it work well. And that's, um, that's kind of the, the um, I, I think your, your role in that is to, is to do that. So get, answer that question. And again, I'll, I'll have Mandy chime in and, and ask what, you know, from that far away from home aspect, Mandy, what would you say uh, as a follow-up to, to what I just said? One thing I have found to be very helpful is getting the, when they've had a hard time finding the time to come visit campus is to do a Skype call and have somebody on the team who you feel like personality wise would really connect with that recruit, have them take the recruit on a campus tour, have them go into the dorms where the recruit is going to live, introduce them to the people that, you know, are going to be a part of her experience while this recruit is on your campus. I found getting them excited about the people and getting them connected to your team has been, when they're really far away, has, getting that excitement is, uh, kind of, you know, charges their, like, or gets them really excited about the possibility of, and it makes it real. Wow. Like I met the people, like connected with the people, uh, that as a coach, those are, uh, some of the things that I've done to really, uh, you know, help get a kid from further away, excited about coming to campus and, uh, getting them, uh, you know, and it actually gets them to, to take action and, uh, gets them to actually schedule it with their parents. Have you tried that at all? At all? We have not done a Skype call, but we've talked about that as a possibility in, in terms of first step for her. Um, once we're in season, it's been somewhat challenging, but that, that is one of our next steps before we schedule the official visit with her. So another of our prospects has the opportunity to attend a bigger school with better facilities and that her family has pretty deep connections to. Uh, relatives went to school there, both of her parents went to school there. We're closer to home and both sets of her grandparents can come and watch her play at our school. We have the exact academic track she's looking for and one of her best friends is a student athlete on one of the other teams here. So there's some things that are really going for us and a couple things that are sort of working against us here. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so in, in a lot of times when there's either, you know, in their mind, better facility, bigger conference, um, for some coaches it's higher division level or more scholarship money, there's always something that is helping to justify this other school. Um, and look, I mean, sometimes it's that you are the school that's closer to home and they're telling, you know, they're doing the same thing to the other coach that, yeah, I'm interested coach, but now they start falling away and it was because they were actually interested in you know in staying close to home or that's what they had decided so there's something going on that we don't know what that you know we, we don't know what the issue is we don't know what's going on in that prospect's mind 
Um, this is where I describe, I think, one of the, especially late in the process, that one of the jobs of a college coach is to not so much be a salesperson at this point or not so much be the, uh, the, the recruiter um, or even say how much we like you. It's to be a talk show host, and you have to picture that prospect as the guest that's sitting on the couch uh, at 11.45 at night, and your job is to get them to tell stories and talk and reveal things. And if you notice, the way talk show hosts do that is they ask questions. And they are sometimes intentionally short because they don't want to direct their guest too often into exactly the right answer, quote-unquote, but it's just to bring up a topic and, hey, talk about that. Or, you know, just to get them to talk and tell a story. And that's then where the really entertaining parts come out. And for you, I think the same message applies with this prospect, is there is something going on behind the scenes in, in that prospect's mind, and we don't know what it is. It happens a lot, so it's not anything that you've done wrong. It's not anything that's unusual for that prospect. Most recruits have this going on, especially later into the process <clears throat> that it goes, and once they have different options in place. So, you know, one of the questions, and you could tailor this depending on the exact topic you're trying to find out, but one of the things that you might look at is to, to, to ask that prospect, hey, it seems like, I just get the feeling like there's something you're still trying to figure out about us or our program or the school or the location Walk me through what that is. Like, give me two or three things you're still trying to figure out about us. Again, an open-ended question, and hopefully it it you know, opens the door enough for her uh, to say, "Coach, here's what's going on. Here's you know we're really talking about X behind the scenes here with mom and dad, or well this came up and we just don't know the answer. What we're finding is this with the prospects as they go through the process, they tend to hold back information if it's if it's just up to them, they'll hold back information until you open the door and say it's okay to talk about it or I need to know about it. And that's the part that um, that I think we're at with this case. And again, I'd, I'd love to get Mandy's input for follow-up um, and and maybe you know, an idea to where to you know jump off uh, at this point for, for this prospect as well, Mandy. Uh, Dan, I love the idea of asking questions to get the recruit to, you know, tell stories about, you know, the, the, the you know, the, to get the recruit to open up about where she's really at with, with, you know, making a decision where I would focus on is, uh, I mean, I, you know, you talked about the grandparents, the academic track and her best friend is an athlete. Uh, I believe you said at, at your school in a different sport is I would be asking questions about what it, you know, how, how would she feel playing in front of her grandparents and, and get her to reveal a little bit more about the, the relationship that she has with them and, and see how strong of a, of a tie that is maybe pulling her there or not. Um, I mean, the academic track, I talk to dozens of coaches every single month who are, who are telling me their, their biggest objection is that, geez, our school just does not have the academic track that they want. So we lose them. And 
you know, if you do have that academic track, uh, you know, is is really guiding her along that path of what, you know, ultimately the benefit of her going to your school and taking the classes that she wants to take. And, you know, she's not going to have to go to extra school. The, your school has exactly what she needs. She's going to be able to graduate and the benefits and how your school is going to be better for her in that way is something that I know we've done a lot as a coach when we do in fact have the major that she does want uh, that has helped us tremendously and then the the friend the best friend connection I know um, we have used that quite a bit to really connect not only the athlete but um, uh, you know if she's got a friend that's going to school is is get her to you know start talking about her best friend and what it would really mean to be able to spend the next four years uh, you know growing and experiencing uh, you know uh, you know life and athletics and and you know getting a, a great education at your university what would that mean to her those uh, I would focus on those three things in addition to what Dan said I thought what Dan said was great um, but get her to tell stories about those things and you know so you, I think you'll be able to when you hear those stories really be able to gauge um, gauge how strong of a tie that is for her and and you know see if that really is a good fit jump in and say that with um, two things. Number one, make sure that they actually are good friends and that they want to play to play <laughs> even at yeah, the same exactly. college together. Um, because sometimes, you know, a coach would look and say, oh, wow, cool. There's a former teammate or somebody that went to your school or so-and-so goes here. And we assume that they're friends. And many times in the teenage world, they're not friends. Um, so we want to make sure that they do want to go to school together. And I think the common theme you're hearing with these is where your job is to uncover information. And really, this is like all, all so far, each one of these prospects, I think you could take away the theme of it's time to take control of really guiding them in for this landing and figuring out what is, is it too close to home? Okay, why? How do we get past that? Too far from home. Um, lots of ties to the school, you know, all, all of these different aspects, I think they're throwing these objections, they're throwing the situations out to you as a coach and saying, all right, coach, help me. How do I figure this out? Because in their world to figure it out, they, they don't. Their solution is just to wait and sort of be paralyzed and not make a decision. And of course, we, uh, we, don't, we don't want that. But you know, Mandy's, Mandy's advice is, is right on. Okay, so move, move to the next prospect for us. Okay, I have one other question. Is yeah. you guys are asking or are saying, you're talking about sort of exploring these objections that they have and, and trying to help them figure out how to get to a yes or really a no. Either way, I mean, ideally it's a yes for us, but it's a decision. What are some of the, what we're, what we're asking for, like this, the last particular prospect we talked a little bit about being a talk show host and getting her to tell stories about the things that are important to her, uh, uncovering information that she can, she can uh, explain why she feels a certain way. Is that really, th th in many ways, that seems like the task for each one of these prospects is that we're trying to get them to tell stories about why they feel good about coming to our school. Because we initially start the conversation out with telling them the stories about why they should feel good about coming here. Now we want to turn that around and get them to do the same thing. We're trying to get them to parrot the information back to us. Is that, am I getting well, that right? And that's, right. Um, 
and not even so much parroting the information, it's, it's getting them to reveal and getting them, first of all, I think it's wonderful to communicate to a prospect that it is okay, not only, not only okay, but I want you to talk about the reasons that you might not think my school, my program, or me as a coach is the right fit. Um, if I can get you to reveal that, that is so much more helpful. So again, kids don't know that they're supposed to do that or can do that. And we as coaches need to outline for them that, hey, it's okay to talk about what's wrong or what your fears are or the objection, because when we do that, now they're able to really communicate with us. And I think that's a, you know, just a huge, huge positive. But yeah, you're, you are getting them ultimately to tell stories. We've been telling the stories about the school and trying to connect. And now we're transitioning this to, hey, it's a little bit of your turn now to say what seems right, what seems wrong, what are the objections? Plus, I find, Car Plus I find uh, that uh, when you do open up and you do ask those types of questions, you are building trust. You are making them feel safe. You know, they. Uh, I find that 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 really ultimately, when it was coming down to, uh, you know, whether a recruit was deciding between uh, my program or another program that I might have been uh, competing against, is being that coach that just you know made it okay to tell tell you what you what they like and what they don't like about the possibility of you know either staying close or going far away or you know the money thing or hey it's a bigger school or, I've got you know ties here and and just getting them to talk and I find that I just found that when if you are that coach that is asking these questions and getting them to open up and really helping them clarify you know how they are feeling about these things I um, I've just found it, it does build trust and it builds more rapport and they do uh, feel more they just feel safer around coaches who can be leading them through the process and you know ultimately if you're being seen as that coach that uh, is is helping them, make a decision uh, and guiding them instead of forcing them through the through this process. Um, I, you know, I just have found it to be very beneficial. Yeah, no, right. No, absolutely. Absolutely right. So, so coach, we have time for one more. Um, if you can uh, pick one, uh, one more situation you would want to go over, that would be great to, uh, to kind of dig in and, and talk about. Next prospect's sister attends and plays basketball at a school that's more closely associated with some of her family background, a uh, faith-based um, school. That school is a long ways away from where her family lives, and she wouldn't be able to participate in some of the things that she could go back home to. She could drive back home to where her family lives if she came to our school. Her, her family runs a business that she participates in, and she could go back and work those things. Um, if she came to our school. We also have the academic track she's looking for. Financial aid is a concern for her, and so that's going to be another one of the pieces. So the, the location of where her sister's at, the location of her family's home, and then the financial element, too, are all going to factor into this, this young woman making a decision. Well, and one of the other things that you, that you point out there, Coach, is the, the faith-based aspect of, of her personality and personal life and maybe family life. Um, and you're at a school that uh, that you know doesn't you know doesn't have a you know, you're not a faith-based school. So whenever there are those situations that are very specialized and and you know again I'm going to also lump this in with just either the, the let's say the size of the school could also be something that we see very common um, 
uh, that like large schools versus small schools, faith-based, non-faith-based, public-private, there are all these little sort of subcategories that for whatever reason they might view as either the right thing for them or the wrong thing for them. And so your job is to bridge that gap and say, look, you want, and I'm just going to use the, the context of, of her maybe trending towards or wanting a faith-based school that's farther away versus you know, the non-faith-based school that, that you coach at that is closer. Um, what we want to try to do is give elements that she, that prospect would feel is, is a benefit at the other school and explain to them how they get that at your school. So again, on the faith-based side, you might say, well, look, we're not a faith-based school, but you know, here's a group we have on campus or there's a club. Um, we, have, we have lots of people on the team that are, you know, that, where their faith is very important to them so on and so forth, where you're able to, to sort of duplicate and say, look, this thing that you want over at that other place, we're going to give it to you here. It's just going to look a little bit different, but you're going to get the same, the same result. Large school versus small school. Let's say you have a, an athlete that says, coach, I really want to go to a, just a bigger college, and I have this opportunity, and I like you, I like the style of play and everything, but I really think I want to go to the bigger school versus a smaller school. And whichever side of that coin you're on, it doesn't matter. Um, but if we're going to use that example, your job then is to explain to them the things that you think you're going to get at a large school. You're going to get here, and, and here's how. And here's some examples of what that is. So it might be all the things the location has to offer or, you know, different ways. You know, if they, a lot of times kids will say, well, at a big, at a big school, we're just going to have more fun. There's more stuff to do. Why? Well, because in my mind, a bigger college would have more going on, wouldn't it? Well, maybe, maybe not. And but, but here's how, you know, if the bottom line is fun, how are you going to have fun at a school? Here's how you, we have. Here's how our our team, our kids here, have fun here. So what I'm saying is that your job is to hear that objection, acknowledge it, but then say, look, those things you want over there, you're actually going to get the same thing here. And once we equalize that, we don't even have to beat them. We just have to equalize that, that elements of uh, the way you want to live out your life on a faith-based way. Over there, you're going to get, you'll be able to do that here. Okay, now that we're even, we've taken that off of, off of a category of being against my school. Here are the things then that in addition you get here that you're not going to be able to get there. And again, overall, I would say like as each one of these scenarios has played out, what has been the common thing? Well, the common thing has been they have objections. It's late in the process. How do we get them to move because things have stalled? And those, those things are the most common ways that we see it playing, uh, playing out in terms of a, good answers to give is to acknowledge it and to address it. And, to, and you know, like I've always told coaches, when a kid voices something to you, especially late in the process, where they say, hey, here's something that... I'm just not quite sure you're right for me, coach. Um, that, I think, is a strong sign of interest because the easiest thing for me to do as a prospect is just to stop returning your text message or calls and, or I just have my mom or dad email you and say we're not interested anymore. The, the fact that, that that prospect or all of these prospects are bringing up things that are potential problems that they're trying to get past, they're bringing them to you, coach, because they want you to help them solve the problem. How do we do that? We have to ask questions, and then we have to make the case. And that's the other thing that, that they're looking for that I think a lot of coaches 
some ways are uncomfortable with, like, I don't want to sell our school or trick them or convince them to come here and, you know, all the different things that go through your mind that you think you're going to manipulate them into, into, um, um, you know, into coming to the school. You know, so coach, I'll, I'll just ask you before I, I finish this thought, total room and board, tuition, everything, if I didn't get any kind of, uh, any kind of aid or, or discounts from your school, what is the total cost to go to your school annually? The total cost is about $48,000. Okay. So the comfort I will give you is that you cannot trick one of your players, one of your prospects into coming there and paying $48,000. You don't, you don't have that ability. Neither do I, nor Mandy. So it's up to them. What our responsibility is as coaches is to go in and make the case. If you're going to spend that kind of money somewhere, Here's why it should be here. That's what they're looking for, and that's what they need. And, and Mandy, I don't know if you have any other sort of closing thoughts on that. Uh, my thought with the money part of it is what I've seen is when they've said financial aid is a concern for their family is uh, I've seen it a lot where they, they just can't afford it, but they don't want to tell you that um, with your with your school being, you know, where they're going to be spending that much money, it can your do you know like is the the financial aid package that she got is that like the absolute max that she her family's going to be able to get to go to your, your school? school? Do you know yeah. that? No, I I think it's as this sounds terrible to say, but I think it's a little bit like working with a car salesman where you keep going back and negotiating for more, and there there is opportunity to get more money. Uh, and then what I would would ask is, you know, based on what the last negotiation ended at, right? Is is this a is this a, a number that you feel like your family can afford to pay to come to school here? And is this what would be preventing you from from committing to us? And if, you know, and, and then just maybe try to get them to open up on, hey, you know, again, is this a number your family can afford? And if it's not, well, you know, what what do you need to to make this? You know, I mean, if it is a negotiation type thing, uh, you know, what do you what do you what do we need to, to make happen to, you know, to get this number a little bit closer to what you can afford? Because uh, I've, I've just seen it a lot where, you know, I mean, recruits, you know, they're shy. They've never had to tell anybody know and the financial not being able to afford it is something obviously most families don't want to admit um but you know just getting getting the number throwing the number out there okay this is where we're at is this a number your family can afford and if they can't then you know that i don't know i mean it, it's hard to do but i think that's a situation if they can't afford it the reality is they you know they can't afford it you can't do anything about that most often right but if uh you know the number where it's currently at uh, is negotiable with your financial aid office then you know i would say you know what could you do then coach from that aspect of it that um could maybe help them out because maybe that is the thing that's that's holding her back and I would jump in. Last thing I'll say, Coach, is that there's there are uh, a couple of episodes that we've done on the podcast in past episodes that you can look up re relating to this, talking to your prospects about money, and even, again, going back to the website and all the free information we have there, articles we've done on talking to your kids about money, um, because it's a tough conversation and you're seeing evidence of that. Um, but... You know, again, I'll give you the last word, Coach. The thing that I would say is, 
is the takeaway as I've been listening to this and great advice from Mandy and the situations you've outlined is that this is the time where you jump in and take control and to lead the conversation and not be um, you know, hesitating about bringing up topics that might be on the surface objections because that's definitely what they what they need. But I'll give you the last word, Coach, and, and if, if any of that that we've talked about makes sense to you. It absolutely makes sense. I think the biggest thing is we know what the information is. We know what the obstacles are. And now communicating with them how we're going to work through those obstacles and how we're going to be the right fit for them through those obstacles seems like uh, directing the conversation a lot more is going to be really helpful. And with that, we wrapped up the conversation with this coach. I really hope that listening to his questions and our answers and feedback helped you. And I got to believe at some point you'll face one of those situations or have already faced one of those situations in your ongoing recruiting uh, dealings with prospects. And so if, if that's the case, try that strategy that we outlined for that specific question or amend it and, and use part of it. This is not about creating a bunch of robots out there that all recruit the same way, Coach. If you have something that that you want to add to it or tweak it, try it. Experiment. That's what this is all about is trying to have you find your best voice to put forward to a prospect and answer the question as best as possible as it specifically relates to your program. Two quick things before you uh, before we we uh, hang up and and uh, call this one a uh, a wrap. Uh, if you have more questions, you know one of the best places to get questions answered and to get a wealth of information, meet other coaches, and invest three days of your coaching career into making yourself and your program better at recruiting. It is the upcoming summer national collegiate recruiting conference. You can find all the information on our website at dantutor.com. Just go to the conferences link and uh, check out what we have in store for this upcoming conference. You're going to love it. It is probably one of the best venues on earth that a group of college coaches can get together, steal things from each other, share ideas. And that's what this is all about. We come together and coaches share what they do. And they open up their book of secrets and say, here's how we get it done. And it's really the only place that you'll ever find coaches doing this. So go there and be a part of it this summer. We would love to have you. And if you can't make it for some reason, by the way, there is the option to order all the video uh, at dantutor.com. Just go to the conferences link or the shop link and you can find that there. Uh, And speaking of the website, we have 15 years worth of articles and information and research that is all 100% free to you as the coach. So you can go and search by topic, by category, on questions that you have, and we wanna be here as a resource. We view ourselves as the college resource for recruiting and solutions and the right strategies to use. So utilize us, coach. Go to the website, it's there for you. That's why we've created this and that's why we do what we do. Coach, thanks for listening. Tell your friends, tell your coaches within your department about the podcast. Encourage them to listen as we continue to grow the coaching community that is involved in this. And don't don't miss the next episode. It's going to be a good one of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. Coach, have a great week out there recruiting. <laughs>